Um, hi guys, it's Amaya. Hi, it's Nithya, and welcome back to Dear Daisy Girls. Today, we're being spontaneous, and we're going to talk about activism. Specifically, performative activism. There we go. Okay, so Nithya, based off of what you know, what is... <laughs> okay, okay. Based off of your... Horrible. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Okay, what do you think performative activism is? Like, how do you, how would you define it? I would define performative activism as um, using a platform, using your platform, whether it's through social media or um, in real life, to spread a message, which is not... (laughs) Just to redo that, okay. I, it's been way too long since we've recorded it. Yeah. Okay, okay. you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. So, I think, Nithya, thank you for asking. I think performative, I think performative activism is um, when you do a quote-unquote activism, but only because any, everybody else is doing it or because it's trendy, like, perform, like you're performing it's just a show. Like, you don't really mean it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yes. Um, That's a good way to explain it. Period. Um, <laughs> and I think a good, I think this summer was really, was really influential when uh, the Black Lives Matter protest came, like, like everything came to light and people were like really calling people out. Um, yeah, I think definitely, okay, the biggest example of performative activism, if you like need a reference would be um, that like blackout day where everyone was posting a black square on their Instagram. And yeah. uh, there was just like this huge disagreement. Some people were for it, some people were against it. Some people were like, it's okay if you include resources in the caption, but yeah. Yeah, I think like, I'll be honest, like my opinions on it, it was like, completely pointless like literally what was the point they just everybody all the celebrities they posted a black picture and the caption was like a black heart and then the hashtag and it was just so cliche like why would you post that what is that supposed to do and that thing I think is important to bring up what that I didn't even consider till I saw someone else um bring awareness to this was if you like post a black square and then include a hashtag like hashtag blackout day hashtag black lives matter when someone goes to the hashtag all the actual information is gonna get blocked by black squares yeah um and yeah i think like you have to use the right hashtag rather than hashtag like blackout i think it was tuesday or just blackout day Use. I mean, you're that. That's the. That's the one you're supposed to use. You shouldn't be using Black Lives Matter because then you can't see any of the information. Um. But I think the biggest example of performative activism has to be, um, Instagram, right? And I think people have taken that as an opportunity to just kind of, you know excuse my language half-ass it you know yeah for sure and it's like like what 
I actually post a lot. Like, I don't know. I literally just deleted all my actors and highlights. But, like, I used to have, like, seven highlights from, like, the past year of just posts about just just activism. And I would only post – I mean, I still only post about activism pretty much. But I'm just – you know, I just – you have to sit down and think about, like, what does that even mean? What is that doing, you know? Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I'm not going to say that everyone has um, an intention of half-passing it, but a huge majority of people, I think, when they, like, repost activism stuff on their story, they just want to, like, jump on a bandwagon and um, fit into a trend. But, like, if you know them in real life or you have conversations with them, like, one-on-one, sometimes... Um, they're like not educated about what they posted at all and it's very very clear so then you're just like okay like you posting something that you aren't knowledgeable about or that you don't provide resources to is pointless I mean it's see again it's debatable because then there's the argument that like posting it will bring awareness but you need to like fact check Instagram posts too. That's another thing. Cause not all of the activism posts even have the right information. True. Um, I think, I mean, I think next to Black Lives Matter right now, I mean, what's the date? It's like, it's November 28th, 2020, as we're recording this. Um, right now, the most important, like the cur- most current situation is the farmers in India. Um, And I've been posting a lot about it and I'm not going to go too deep into it. I've seen some like, you know, anti-Sikh, anti-Hindu rhetoric. And I just, my only problem, like I keep, like everybody's like, I see people who aren't posting about it. Like if you do Pangra, like you have to post about it because my thing is, I've already donated. I've donated. I've, I've signed as many petitions as I can. You know, like, I've done as much as I can. What does posting about it do? Yeah, I don't get how people boil it down to just posting about it. And, like, when I was on TikTok the past few days, right, and, like, a bunch of famous brown TikTokers popped up on my feed, my feed, <laughs> my for you page, <laughs> you know, so I'm going to just, like, open the comments. A lot of the comments say stuff, like, oh, because you have a platform and you're from India, um, you shouldn't be conceited and spend time recording your face and your outfit. And instead you should be like spreading awareness about it. But like, do you even know what they've like done behind the scenes? Like they might not choose to tell you, but you can't just assume that because they don't post about it, they don't care about it. I think like the, I mean, that's true, but you have to think about, okay, why did people even start reposting in the first place, right? Like, what was even the purpose? And I think the, pur- the original purpose was um, to raise awareness, obviously. Like, you know, I found out about issues that I didn't even know existed till Instagram. So it does serve a purpose to a certain extent. But if that's your only form of activism, then I don't even know what to say to that, like, yeah, like, you can't you call yourself an activist if you don't actually take the time to educate yourself with resources outside of Instagram. Right. Because um, not everything on Instagram is true. 
that's true yeah i think instagram spreads a lot of i think like like the um i remember like you know those posts where like one share is like one dollar to this thing oh yeah i don't know how true that is you can't even like count the number i mean i think you can if it's a business account but like it's really hard to count the number of shares that you get so i just i mean i've shared a few posts like that and so is everybody who like you know everybody who i follow but like what exactly did that do where did the money go you know yeah like they're, they're not providing any proof about like where they're actually sending the money right and i don't know if you saw what's your name Ishani, Ishini? What's her name? Yeah, Ishini Vera Singh. It's like that Sri oh. Lankan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know who she is. Uh, I'm just trying, like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, she's, like, you know, she raised money for um, the bombings of the churches in Sri Lanka, and apparently the receipts were missing. $83,000 was missing. Oh. Yeah. And everybody was calling her out, and I think she posted something about it. I'm yet to watch it, but my only thing is like, then that that just makes people extra cautious, you know? Like, how are you supposed to? How am I supposed to know that my money is going somewhere that's actually going to help, like directly the people that I'm trying to help? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people took Black Lives Matter to their advantage. Like, what me donating money to Black Lives Matter? What is the money doing? Because you can't buy your way out of systematic racism. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. Yeah, you have to, I think, um, I'm not going to say performative activism is completely pointless because, um, like you said, it educates you on issues you might not have known about. It's educated me on issues I didn't know about before seeing posts about it. But, like, yeah, it only takes you so far. I think if you like actually want to make an impact you need to do research you need to educate yourself you need to find credible places to donate um and you not only need to educate yourself but you need to educate others like i'm not saying impose your beliefs on other people Mm -hmm. um, but like you know if you like see an example of racism you it's your responsibility to like not let it slide you know because I see all the girls being like oh black lives matter um and racism why is racism a thing and then at school when brown boys use the n-word those are the same people defending them for it that's not that just does not add up it doesn't I agree but also if you think about it I think majority I mean, I might get hate for this, whatever. But I think majority of activism is performative. Like, okay, yeah. um, us going out, like I went to a protest this summer for Black Lives Matter in my city. And, you know, we're going out and we're just holding signs, you know, chanting slogans at cars. You know, we're not, we're not dismantling racism by standing there with a sign, but... And that's performative. I'm just standing there with a sign. What is that supposed to do? Like, you know, end racism? Like, it's not that big of a deal. But it, I think you're, if you want to look at it like that, there's certain activism that you should do and certain activism where it's not enough. Yeah, for sure. Like, 
it's posting a story or attending a protest like it shows that you care about the issue so i'm not going to say it's completely pointless once again but um it's just, it's not an immediate solution and there's nothing you can do about it because a lot of the problems that we face today that people are like spreading awareness about are a result of like years and years of oppression. And that's not something you can just expect to dismantle with like one post or like one trend. Yeah. And um, I think some things are trendy and some things aren't. And that's actually really sad because everybody and their mom was posting about Black Lives Matter this summer, which is great. You know, it's 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 good. I'm not gonna say it's a bad thing. Um, but you know, there are other issues in the world, and I'm not here to be like Black Lives Matter doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. when it came to other issues that were that everybody else was posting about, the same people who are posting about Black Lives Matter didn't post about that, you know? Um Yeah, it's kinda like a pick and choose thing. Right. And you can't I mean, I'm you know, there's either you literally just not hearing about it and that's just you know that's a result of I don't know maybe you not being on your phone but then there's also you seeing it and you not acknowledging it because yeah Mm -hmm. that kind of like leads into the discussion about um non-black when non-black POC people try to like um bring awareness to issues they face in their communities a lot of times they get dismissed because people are just like oh but like black lives matter now but we're, we're not saying it doesn't matter and a lot of us did participate in the black lives matter movement and we support it right but i think um yeah being a non-black poc it's just like harder to it is hard I do I, okay. I want to say this in like a way that's not offensive <laughs> no no I, I get what you're trying to say like I think when at least for me when I look at America I see white and black people and everybody else is just foreign yeah yeah you know? and then it's just like that gray area and then they're not seen as American issues why is that like okay I understand there's like there are, um, like, okay, let's take the, I don't know, I don't, I'm not going to pronounce it correctly. The Uyghur? Uyghur? The Uyghur Muslims. Uyghur, Uyghur, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. But yeah, okay. everyone was posting about that too at one point. Yeah, and that was a big thing. Um, but they don't really know. I mean, I think, okay, you know what? Maybe that's not a good point. I think one, like, one thing do you remember okay we all know claudia conway right no are you serious <laughs> what is that uh, you don't know claudia conway no hold on let me show you her face claudia conway oh my god oh my god what the rock are you living under this girl i've never seen her oh my god Oh my god. Please Wait, okay. Tell me. What did she do? 
No, she didn't do. Oh, hold on, it's a it's a long story. But basically, she's the daughter of um, Kelly Ann Conway, who works who used to work under Trump's administration, and she was like this far left. Like I don't know if I should be calling her leftist or liberal. I'm not really sure the terminology. Um, but basically, she was like you know there's she was really radical. Okay, and she basically. Um, you know, she was talking about all these issues. She was like, Black Lives Matter, this, that, 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 whatever, okay? And she was going on about it. Everybody's like, oh my God, you're so, like, cool to stand up against your conservative mother and your conservative dad, who are both, like, pretty famous and pretty prominent um, in the political community. So it was, like, you know, kind of cool for her to defy her mom. But my problem was she's white, Right? And no, it's not the race. I'm not done. It's just not that she's white. Like she's white, but when she was talking about her about these issues, everybody listened. Everybody was like, "Oh my God, Claudia Conway!" But like when people of color were literally speaking on this for decades and years, they don't have the same praise. No, what? Like why? I appreciate her her um, activism, even though. You know, we're not going to go into... She, like, it was a little bit performative. It goes back to white privilege. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. Wait, I had another point, but I forgot. (laughs) No, it's okay. I'll keep going. Like, my thing is, like, she... Why did we need a white person to talk on it for everybody to pay attention? And it's even, like, in my mind, I was, like, like, I think it was, like, summer, like, the beginning of summer, I was, like, Jesus Christ, Claudia Conway is, like, amazing. But I've also seen other people talk about it. Why didn't I listen to them? Did I listen to her because she's white? Like, I had to, you have to, like, question your mentality. Like, why am I listening to her and not other people? Yeah. I feel like it's, I feel like part of the reason is mainly just because it's, like, more surprising when a white person speaks out about it. Because it's, like, you would least expect them to true yeah that makes sense yeah okay I remembered my point okay so like I just want to preface this by saying I believe in black lives matter period okay no ifs or buts she believes in black lives matter period black lives matter okay okay she believes in black lives matter that's one statement the second statement is people of color's issues are not being taken seriously yeah for example um one I think it's safe to say that the Black Lives Matter movement like like re-upward um due to a spike in police brutality or not even necessarily a spike but like more recordings of it um and more deaths from police brutality or just like violence against Black people in general and more pe- as more people found out about it, I think that's how the movement resurfaced and that's when everyone started reposting about it, right? Um, but you have to kind of like dig deeper as well and like realize that police brutality is its whole issue. Like when you think about police brutality, you can't just associate it with black people. Like yeah. there have been so many, um, sick men like stabbed to death yeah murdered and 
I just, not gonna lie, I don't see that much attention given to it. And I, I found out about that like really late, not even gonna lie. Like I didn't even know that that was going on. Yeah, um, hold on, let me pull up something. Okay, um, sorry. Okay, so there was, okay, Suresh Bai, okay. So there was this 57-year-old oh, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. and he was, his name was Suresh Bai Patel, and basically he was walking, I think, I think everybody's grandparents walk in the neighborhood when they come here, um, mm-hmm. so that's kind of a regular thing, and, you know, he was walking, and he got stopped by a policeman who um, ended up paralyzing him, I think it was, like, waist down, and... I literally cried when I read about that, like, that was so sad. And... My thing, like, I don't think I've ever heard of a, a, like, a case of police brutality against Desi people. So that was that was kind of hurtful because, like, my grandparents walk in the neighborhood. That could have easily been them, you know? It's kind of scary. But that it is scary. Was scary. And it was only after I found out about Suresh Pai Patel's case that, like, I looked into it more and I was like... But no, no, you're right. Like, see, like, like, um... Since 9-11, I mean, the very first case of police, like, any kind of 9-11-related hate crime uh, was Balbir Singh Sodhi, and he was, that's actually really sad, like, he was outside, he had, like, a grocery store, I think, or, like, a gas station, and his brother had gone to get American flags to stick outside of their store so people knew that they were patriotic, and while he was, like, you know, I think he was outside of his store, you know, some white supremacists came up and shot him. And for what? Because he was wearing a turban. And it was just, it's just so depressing because um, I was reading up on it the other day. And since 9-11, the hate crime, the, like the rate of hate crimes against six or people who, like anybody who wears a turban basically, um, has raised 200%. Um, going off of that, people really need to stop justifying um violent acts like that by saying well Muslims are responsible for 9-11 that's wrong mm -mm. (laughs) no like that's used as a justification so often when you try to explain to people that it's like actually annoying yeah so if you don't know this already um if you've been living under a rock um not all Muslims support what happened during yeah. 9-11. I mean, I, I hope you all know that. I mean, I hope I have some educated people listening to the podcast. Um, but anyways, like, yeah, I mean, obviously that's a fact. But wait, what, were, what was the point of this episode again? Activism. Sorry. Okay. Activism. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I, I mean, I post a lot. Just like posting, right? Like, what, what are... How did activism work in a world where there were no phones, right? You had to go out on the street, otherwise you, it wasn't activism. You know, you actually had to do something, otherwise it just didn't count. Yeah. I think, okay, but I think the reason why activism on social media started was because especially a lot of young people like felt helpless about like being passionate about these issues and not being able to do anything especially during quarantine not everyone was allowed to go to protests um 
And so what's the most we could do at that point? Like try our best to educate people online, um, sign petitions, post links to petitions. Yeah, there's that. I mean, I have a link tree. Um, it hasn't been updated since a while, but it needs to be updated. I will update it. Um, but like, I mean, there's that. I mean, I just, I feel, it feels very helpless, helpless, you know? Like you feel very um, tied yeah. down sitting at home and not being able to, I'm going to repeat the sentence, not being able to um, actually do something. It's just really heartbreaking because you can't go out there and, you know, stop police brutality like, like that. You know, you can't do that. So. Yeah, that's very true. So basically, and wait, do you want to wrap it up? Sure. Okay. So basically, in conclusion, I think we both agree that performative activism is helpful to a certain extent, but you have to take it upon yourself to actually ask yourself why you're posting certain things. You need to make sure why you're posting is credible and you need to make sure that you stand up for those issues in real life just as much as you do on social media. Period. Okay, I wanna- And obviously it's okay to have your own opinion, but yeah. Period. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dear Daisy Girls. Be sure to DM us with your favorite part of the episode or any feedback you have for us and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Dear Daisy Girls. Thank you and bye. Bye-bye.